Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. It's the relationship feature that we do on a Friday and we kick it off with a conversation around dependency and codependencies in relationships. It's not only about romantic relationships. It's relationships with parents and children, relationships in the workplace, relationships with other people like friends and so on so is that that way is there is there a friend that particular one friend who always always waits for your payday to send you an sms to say please may i lend xyz do you have that relationship that um you know where you know that there is this one person who just will not will not let it go and is always banking on you to pick up pieces for them and often also happens in, 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 in romantic relationships, whether it's spouses or living partners, where there is that codependency. And unfortunately, oftentimes uh, making it difficult even for those who want to walk away from those types of relationships because, you know, there is that massive dependency. And I think we heard about this yesterday where sometimes it's just not easy to walk away from a relationship because you are so reliant on the other person, sometimes financially and other times also um, emotionally too. My guests are Sipombele. He's been here on the show before. He's the author of a book called Take It From Me. And we see Liam Mglina, who is a counseling psychologist just welcome both to the show and uh, let's kick it off. Hi, Thank you for having us. Buisile, let's, what, what, how do we define codependency? So codependency is very complex. You mentioned earlier on that there are certain themes for us to consider or reconsider when we're thinking about it in terms of financial dependency, uh, depending on people for, you know, their opinion or you know, for their judgment because you do not quite trust mm. what, where you are coming from. Mm. But when we're not starting to look at codependency. We're looking at this sense of, at times, a learned helplessness when it comes to uh, being accountable, when it comes to taking responsibility, when it comes to making the appropriate call regarding your life and where you want it to be. So it's this sense of needing to extend outside of yourself mm. because your internal resources are either depleted or not adequately uh, developed for you to be able to trust and to, to, to start to become sustainable in the manner in which you approach your life. Is it possible for someone to create the dependency? So the one who you are dependent on to conspire to have you be dependent on them? That's when we start to explore uh, things around being the enabler. Yes. So we would be we would use that term most often to to start to look at the person who continues to um, to create an environment or hold a space in which a person does not learn to come to uh, you know that uh, sense of being self-sufficient or that sense of being able to call for that responsibility. But very important when we're thinking about dependencies to understand that socialization has played an immense role in terms of being able to position people in a particular, in a particular manner. Mm-hmm. From the way that we parent 
um, in terms of how we form attachments to our children, mm-hmm. to the way that they interact with their social spaces, such as churches, communities, uh, schools, and how they then interact with the uh, grand society as well. So when you're looking at the dependency, the, re- the root really is in how someone was socialized and how they started to negotiate themselves in terms of their position and identity in the grand society. So I want to push it a bit further because I I get those people who may be enablers, but I wonder if there aren't instances where it is a deliberate attempt to have the other person be very reliant and dependent on you. Sometimes maybe in the workplace, a boss who wants you to depend on their opinion to do and you know, and, and make up any decisions. Um, a partner who wants you to always ask for permission before you make any decision. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, we we can expect those things in terms of uh, when we're starting to look at personality traits, when we're starting to look at um, some of the ways in which we can look at how people engage e- egoistically or with narcissistic mm-hmm. um, themes in relationships. That's how we can expect uh, those um possibility. Sipo, in the work that you do, um, what, what have you encountered the most? Um, I've, 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 I've learned that uh, uh, people who depend on, on other people, actually, no, 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 the enabler, they usually take advantage of, of the situation. You know, they, they take advantage of you because emotionally you're not well balanced, financially you're not well balanced. So, so, so at some point they will treat you like a child you know, when you want to go and pee, you have to ask permission, baby, can I go and do this? You know, um, um, baby, there's a party, you know, and uh, I need to, some shoes and I need a dress or need to do my hair. And that person knows that you won't go to that party if they don't provide for you. So at some point, they take advantage of, of, the, of, of the people who are depending on them. So it, it's a very dangerous and sticky situation uh, at some point because, yes, I want to agree with, with, with my sister that... that at some point, your childhood plays a role because the way you were brought up, you lack self-esteem, you know, you were punished. And so there is this person that can say to you, actually, here is a shoulder to cry on, but you have to pay a certain price for you uh, to have that shoulder. <laughs> so it, it kind of become a different and a difficult and sticky situation for, for the person that is seeking uh, 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 that dependence. Mm. Then there is the codependency. Help us define that. So with the codependency, you have the ability um, to make that kind of decision, to make the call. Mm-hmm. You have the resources. But it comes down to some things around confidence, some things around esteem, and also the, the, the sense that, of course, when you're entering into a relationship, uh, I'll use a romantic relationship, you want to involve your partner in mm. terms of how you come about decisions. Mm. So the codependency, because we, we, we shouldn't um, make the mistake of thinking that dependency is always toxic. Sometimes the dependency is necessary in order for us to achieve particular goals that we have set uh, for ourselves as well as in those relationships and facilitating them forward. So when we're looking at the codependencies that I have been empowered to a certain degree, I just need that kind of validation at times from somebody else to say I am walking the track uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a good manner. I am doing or making the right call when it comes to certain decisions. When is that a step too, fur- too further? When it starts to become toxic, you know, like um, 
my co-panelist in this discussion today mentions that when there starts to be this sense of it's a reward for, um, I am assisting you with the intention or with malicious intent or to now t- um, begin to establish this kind of chronic sense of dependency where there are now power dynamics at play, where you're using control to be able to kind of facilitate a, a very in, I mean, unequal relationship and a sense of not having a balance in the relationship. Because when, when you're an enabler and it's toxic, you do not allow the other person to come to develop a sense of empowerment. You do not want them yes. to get to a sense of being independent. So you either shield them for too long, are domineering, overbearing, you know, you, you kind of shelter them with the sense of, I need you to always lean on me. And whenever the person starts to step out and form a sense of independence, the, the person would start to panic and then they would start to use other forms of being able to uh, oppress in the relationship mm-hmm. further to, to facilitate that dependency. You wanted to come and, in there, Sipo, yeah? And just to add on that, Pimelo, uh, uh, it becomes a control mechanism because especially in romantic relationships where money is involved, finance is involved, this person will buy you a property, this person will buy you a car. So you, you can grow yourself because you're depending on this person. Whatever that you do, you need his affirmation. Whatever that you do, you need this person to tell you, uh, this is the direction that we're moving. You can go there. You can party with this person. You can meet these people. You can do enjoy your life with this type of people because this person is controlling you and there's nothing that you can do without them. So everything that you do, you consult, you beg, you know, you try by all means to please this person because you depend on them financially. And it becomes dangerous in the sense that at some point when you want to break free from such relationship, it's difficult. You can't because you are used, you get 5,000 rand every month, you know, you get to do your hair. There's this beautiful car that they gave you. And you're thinking, if I break free, they're going to take all these things. So it, 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 it has its advantages and disadvantages. 011-714-2006. I'd love your take on this one. And WhatsApp note uh, on 0614-104-107. I, I, I want to put the scenario because, you know, it's very easy for us to speak about these things from um, an intellectual point of view. But if the scenario is that this person has met individual X who does shower them with gifts, right? And yeah. and, and and when they mention this, in fact, you spoke, you spoke about society recently because I want to bring in the society here. Because often when someone says, oh my goodness, this person buys me flowers, they do this, they've just done that, and they've done that for me. Society tends to celebrate that, right? So... Yeah. So when is that too much? Because we then label it as romantic. Um, and, and, and oftentimes it begins just like that. We see it. So when we're starting to look at relationships, they're so dynamic and so complex. Mm. And when we look at matters of gifting mm. and matters of showing appreciation, mm-hmm. it becomes very, um, how can I put it? The lines are so thin Mm. that it becomes very tricky for us to start to uh, separate the two and say that uh, you're receiving something 
in a, in a particular way mm. is now you forming a sense mm. of codependency mm. because we have to now uh, compete against things like love languages, mm. how to exist in relationships in terms of showing appreciation. Mm. The only challenge, again, when we start to look at how it starts, it may develop into a toxic thing um, in the relationship is where there is this sense of you would know as a partner if a partner is doing a particular thing for you because they're trying to maintain control in the relationship. So it's things like when you receive a gift mm-hmm. and, and you know, maybe you do appreciate that gift, mm-hmm. your partner feeling like it's not good enough, you're not, you're not uh, doing a grand show for their appreciation. You know, it's things mm-hmm. like I, I get you anything, I buy you anything that you want, what more do you want from me? Mm-hmm. It's when you start to ask more from the relationship in terms of intimacy mm-hmm. that you start to realize some of the ways in which someone has toxically been extending themselves to you in terms of gift buying and almost sustaining the relationship um, in one form. Because when you sustain a relationship, you sustain it across commitment, communication, compassion, intimacy, all of those things. It doesn't necessarily have to be located only in uh, being able to give gifts. So the power dynamics there start to to, um, make things clear for us in terms of understanding what is balanced mm. and what is toxic. Mm. Sipo, you were saying something? Yes, I, I, I was about to say, let, let's just make an example about this issue that happened now recently in Mpumalanga, mm. where this guy take, took a TLB and uh, demolished a house. Mm. You, you know, that lady took a decision to step out of the relationship. And what did the guy do? I did this for you. Mm. You understand? So mm. this is mine. I'm taking it back. Mm. So in, 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 this lady was depending on this guy financially, bought a car and all those things. He showered her with money and, 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 and all these things. Yes, we have to differentiate when a gift is a gift and when a gift becomes toxic or a control mechanism. You see, so so the danger of this thing is, is that yes, we enter in relationships with a clear mind. You see, uh, emotionally we're going to support and love each other, me and this person, and that's it. But only to find that there's an issue of lack, uh, issue of uh, low self-esteem, issue of poor communication, and then this person now takes control, maybe becomes the upper person in in as far as giving you emotional support, giving you money, and you now start to depend on this person for those things. So it becomes toxic in that manner because now this person is having the key, actually, to your to your full-time life happiness. For you to be happy, this person must do something. I've got some voice notes coming through. Let me just play a few before I come to the calls. Yo, 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 yo. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey, 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 hey. I just realized I've been doing that. Uh, uh, controlling someone. And I've never realized that I've been doing it. Uh, uh, I don't know if it makes sense. But I've been doing it for some time now. To someone I've... I was in a relationship with and they just broke away this year. Sandy is okay. How much did? Wow. So, Wesile, you know, from what Sandy is saying, he says, for instance, he wasn't aware that that is what he was doing. And is that often? Is it? Is it something that comes up often? Is it common? Yes. Yeah. 
So when we're looking at relationships and how we exist in relationships, we are always encouraged to remain teachable. And sometimes the way in which we've sustained our relationships in the past is not sustainable. So for him to come to this realization is a good insight point. And how he then uh, starts to develop future relationships will depend on how he challenges himself, uh, given what has come up for him. Hmm. Um, I've got another voice note I want to take before I go to, to the headlines. Let me take a listen. I just want to ask your guest, what can I do with this friend of mine that first time I thought maybe she's really in trouble and then I helped her, second time I did, third time I did, but now there's these bad days that have been coming like, you know, non-stop in a year. So I don't know, I'm lost of ways to tell her what's really going on and the same person she's working. So what can I say next if, like now she's already asking that if she don't have money, she have a bad day on 16. Thank you. <laughs> See, Paul, let's start with you. Your take on this one? Uh, that's very abusive friendship right there. Uh, <laughs> I think this person, what I was just saying, they're now taking advantage of mm, the friendship. Mm. You know, we know that, uh, no, 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 if I tell him a story, he'll feel sad for me and then he'll provide. Mm, you see? Mm-hmm. So at some point, people will take advantage of, <laughs> of the friendship and the relationship. So, so we see that the, the, the thing here would be to call it because there is the risk of compromising the relationship so i think he's concerned that when he is going to call it it may strain their relationship as friends as well unfortunately when we're looking at enablers it goes back to that conversation where we we thought that many people feel like they're in control it's something that's desirable for them other people are you know sworn to their kindness and sometimes it becomes a burden even for themselves but in the absence of being able to uh, confront and really engage someone and hold them accountable to doing the work um then you know where the purposes are known we know that abuse is inevitable so how am I sustaining this for you? What is my purpose as a friend extending that sense of, you know, financial relief for you? What does it do for you? Yeah. So if I don't hold you accountable as my friend mm. to say, how come every month we're not, we're, we're coming up short? What mm. are we not doing right? Mm. Where is the shortfall and how can we assist in sustainable practice? Then the abuse will continue and then you will feel um, a kind of crucified to your kindness and the resentment starts to then um, form alongside that mm. compassion. Mm. I want to take another voice note before we go to the headlines. Hi, Wunu from Eastern Cape, how are you? Great show and um, thanks for, for the guests. What I would like to know with regards to this, whose fault is it? Is it for the blesser who's actually providing or the blessee? who is actually getting the gifts and all of that. Whose fault is it to stay in that relationship? Because at the end of the day, every person should learn to to, to actually be able to stand on their own two feet without depending on another person. Then whose fault it is? We can't say it's a fault of a blesser. It's people abatanda easy door. That's where the problem is.
I mean, is that simple? Is it that simple? Busile, is I'd, it that I'd simple? Like as that? Yes, please, go ahead. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, go ahead, the, Busile. The, the fault is, is, is with assumption. Mm. That's where the fault is. Mm. Because the assumption is that you will provide. So it's almost like a patriarchal bargain. And we do know that the very nature of relationships can also be quite transactional. So the assumption that you will persist in a particular way is that you will provide, and then the assumption from the person providing is that there will be a sense of loyalty. So, and, and because there's that sense of loyalty, and I'm going over and above for you, there's an ownership of, of you as a person existing in that relationship. So the assumption of how we are to tend around the relationship is what is keeping us and what is also perpetuating the cycle of gender-based violence that we, we face every time. This sense of if I extend this to you, if I give you this, in return you give me something in particular, but alongside that there is an undying loyalty that you must have because we are tending to own people as, as opposed to experiencing them when we are in relationships. And in experiencing them, we are allowing them to come and go as they feel in terms of whether their needs are still being met adequately within the relationship or if they're developing in a particular way. Let's take a quick break and go to Nandika Bukas for the latest in headlines and 1.30. We'll continue after that. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Good day, Pimelo. Um, it's anonymous here, and thanks for the good show and the topic as well. Look, um, my wife is fully depending on me, and uh, I, I really don't have a problem with that. But uh, and I'm doing everything for her and my three kids. But, um, you know, I, I really want her to be independent. Uh, I really don't know how to tell her. If you can please help me, how can I tell her at least to get herself, you know, just a simple, just to wake up early in the morning and go and work somewhere. And uh, even if the money, you know, will be uh, for, 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 for makeup, for not necessarily, you know, to supply or to take care of the family, but at least to to, to be, I'm afraid really uh, that what will happen if I die? That that's what makes me worried because it's only gonna benefit from my pension fund or my life covers, then what then after that? Please help. So interesting. So I want the both of you to come in. Let's start with you, Wisile, because he says this is the scenario now. What I'm curious about was how did they get here? What was the promise that he suddenly doesn't know how to articulate the fact that we are now in a crisis? Because it sounds like this is a crisis now. Wisile? We encourage uh, for couples to incorporate counseling as Mm. part of... um, what is beneficial to the relationship. Many of us intend to um, marriages without having sat down with a professional or a counselor to sit and think through some of the key core themes in our relationships. Spirituality, finances, 
you know your 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 perception around you know how how you position yourself in the world and other such themes that would come up in relationships often so with realizing this about how do we now seek that um, resource external to ourselves as a couple. Because sometimes when we're encouraging each other, when we're holding each other accountable, there's a lot of defense uh, that occurs between uh, two people. One defending why they're coming from this point and another now feeling remorseful or otherwise guilty for positioning their partner in that sense. So in those moments, I really would encourage couples to start to incorporate counseling as, as very key to sustaining relationships in a healthy manner. Mm, Sipo, your take on this one? My, my take on this one is that to the gentleman, you know your partner and uh, you know how you guys communicate. Maybe tell her straight, which you know what, this is how I feel about this. How about maybe we both wake up in the morning and so forth as Fulham Sedans and stuff like that. Or how about maybe you try and sell uh, and and maybe sell uh, dresses or shoes or whatever so that we can get an extra income in the house. But again, uh, I want to add on what we said that cancelling is needed. Going forward about your finances as a couple, uh, going forward, how much are we saving, what are we saving for, we understand sustainability as well. So communication in that instance is key. And where do they stand? How will they take the message? And the manner you will deliver the message. Remember, it's not what you say, it's how you say it to them. Why do I get the feeling that this partner would be surprised to hear this? I think the partner would be surprised because I don't think these guys communicate mm. about these issues because they are bothering this guy and then he doesn't share them with, with, with the partner. Uh, he's bottling them out and now he's frustrated. So in this instance, counseling will be needed where they will sit openly, the two of them discussing. You know, uh, 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 the impression he gave the woman, the guy he gave he gave the woman a certain impression mm. that you know what everything is okay, or maybe I'm okay with the with the status quo. We are fine. Only to find that actually he is dying from the inside. Let me go to anonymous in the Western Cape. Hi, anonymous. Yes. Yes, I can. You're very faint, but we can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I've been in a relationship with, I mean, this girl, Anita, 2014, but we, uh, we started as a friend, you know. And then last year, she gave me a chance. Uh, like, uh, we become lovers, and then I want to find that uh, I'm no longer with him. And then she is the one, at least, I mean, pushing, you know. Yes, she's got, I mean, great uh, compared to me. So she started to, I mean, criticize me, you know, treat me like a puppet, like a friend, like toddler, toddler, you know. So now we broke up. She don't want to hear anything from me. And then she uh, by focus, uh, she started to, I mean, to dig things, you know. She searched my my ex, the one that I have, I mean, child with. And then on social media, Facebook, you know. And then she asked me about, I mean, a previous pics. She told me why you still have, I mean, those pics on social media. And then I told her that uh, I want to show my child I was in love with, I mean, her mom. But, I mean, something went wrong and then she got upset, you know. Even now, 
now she is I mean making very well I'm no I'm, uh, I'm not working uh, she don't want to hear from me she even I mean told me threatened me to go to the police station for so going to the police station me, for what to report me for harassing her when I call her you know or or, or, or SMS we are no longer chatting now on WhatsApp so I don't know I really love her. so I see, I see you're bothered by the status quo. She's moved on. You are not happy, but it doesn't seem to settle well with you. Well, why do you think that is? I'm saying you are obviously not happy at some point. She's moved you, on. She's you, even asked you not to contact her. Yeah. Why I'm are not, you bothered by that? Because you are not happy yourself in the relationship. You know, I really love her by heart. That is why I'm I, I'm keeping pushing her, like to to get back to me. You know, she don't trust me anyway. So I don't want I I want to prove her wrong. We see, let come in here. It's uh, we're only getting a fraction of the entire situation, um, but what is important is being able to respect the wishes of another person. Mm. If a person has decided to end the relationship and prefers that, you know, it would be that kind of clean break, that it would not transition into anything else, whether you feel as a partner that you still needed a chance because you wanted to make amends or you feel as a partner that you were just about to change or transform or turn things around, that is besides the point. The point is someone has chosen that they cannot journey with you any longer. Mm. It's not for you to start to push back, to start to impose, to start to really strain the relationship further by not knowing how to respect those boundaries. Hmm. See, and, your, your quick one for, for him? Yeah, I, I usually say, let go. And people will say to me, yeah, it's easier said than done. I mean, my brother, you have to let go, move on with your life. That person has decided to move on with their life. And one thing for sure, if you continue, it will somehow lead into so a gender-based violence. Yeah. yeah, because you now you're going to be harassing her, calling her, and you'll end up being in jail. You understand? So let go and move on. You know, there are beautiful ladies out there. You'll meet someone that How will make it and fall in love again. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. I'll be back with more after this. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 104107. Hi, TSF. Um, uh, I don't know whether i um, been doing the wrong things. Because when I give my wife some money, she uses it uh, in buying uh, things like uh, uh, Tupperware and uh, I give her money and uh, when I try to monitor it uh, she she's fighting I don't know what should I do please help uh, anonymous Jobek Good afternoon, Ospimelo and your guests. Um, my name is Jacob, and I, I am married to this beautiful woman who is fully dependent on me. And I have to say, I enjoy it. I like doing things for her. I like to 
to take care of her. I enjoy it. But now I, I am concerned because I think I must firstly get the understanding of what is a toxic relationship because the way you guys are talking now, it's like um, I am actually toxic the, the way I measure myself. So I want to know how do one knows that uh, they are being toxic? Great question. Wisila, how, how should he know if this is problematic? This is why it was very important for us to say in the beginning that it is very, very complex Mm. because in relationships, in relationships we're co-constructing a sense of support, um, a sense of being able to do life together. And gifting is not meant to be seen as problematic. Mm. The only challenge is when there's this sense of... um, again, wanting to control where there's malicious intent. So with with you being able to support your wife who is um, fully dependent on you and for you not to have a problem with that, that's okay. But when you start to police what is happening with some of the efforts and the gifts and the money that is uh, that she is receiving when you start to demand more from the relationship in terms of them being accountable to you in a sense that is um, a bit a bit too problematic in the relationship every relationship is unique and different you will know what does not sit well between you two as partners and you will know that now you are kind of using the money to be able to lock, lock me into a particular uh, place in the relationship. So when we're looking at financial abuse, for example, it's the sense of uh, exposing someone to a lifestyle and then threatening them from time to time to withdraw mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that lifestyle from them. That is what counts as financial abuse. So if you as a partner are okay with being there for your partner and you're not policing what is happening to uh, you know the money that you give or the gifts that you give, then it is just you extending that sense of regard towards your partner. Mm-hmm. The challenge is when you start to put in place the sense of a power dynamic. The sense of coming back to your partner and even saying things like, what would you do without me? Mm. You understand? Your, my, my money sustains you. Going out there, being seen out there by the world, it's mine. I'm the one who is funding those things. You should be that grateful. You should exactly. be grateful for what I'm doing for you. Sipo, your yeah. take on this one? And, and the, the guy my, who my, says that my wife buys Tupperware with the money. Yeah, you, you see, let, before I go to that one, let me just say to this one, uh, uh, to this guy, it becomes toxic when it has expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, when, when he's saying he's enjoying giving the girlfriend money and, and, and buying her stuff and stuff. But please, now, please, can I ask something before you go ahead? Because I want you to in- incorporate that into your answers, especially also, also with you, Wisile. I did hear an emphasis on the word, and I could be very sensitive, an emphasis on the word beautiful. Right? Yeah. And, you see, and I you wonder see, about yeah, this beautiful. There's a title, title there. I wonder about this beautiful because God forbid the beautiful is no longer there will that still be okay for him to do what he's doing i wonder if it was a condition no i think he's just saying it from from a place of appreciation okay, good. Okay. yeah i think i'm reading it differently but okay. i understand what you mean to say 
um, you know, sometimes when you when you kind of define um, your partner in a particular way, it it it. It poses challenges when things are different. No, no, but I, I think don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just maybe saying he, he needs to watch that, that it is not a condition for his appreciation for her. For his appreciation, yeah. You know, and I think you're because right. He sounds like it's not, but it, it's maybe something to think about. Sipo? As, as I was saying, Guti, uh, uh, it's okay. The woman is beautiful and he's enjoying doing whatever that he's doing for her. But the problem is going to be when he has expectations. You know, it becomes a transaction now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't live without me. I'm doing this for you. You're beautiful and stuff and stuff. Your beauty can't match if I'm not doing it for you. So it becomes toxic in that way. You better not stop if being beautiful. Ralph, let me quickly go to Ralph. We're running out of time. Uh, Ralph is in KZN. Hi, Ralph. Hi. Hi, go ahead. No, Ralph. mine is just a very different take on this one. I've heard more than two speakers talking about fully dependent. Mm-hmm. You see, I, I get worried now when one person would say someone else is fully dependent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that is really the case because you might be fully materially dependent, but the person is not dependent on you or any other person. That's just my take. So, so what did you? Th- what do you think is going on there? The moment you think and believe that somebody is fully uh, dependent on, on the, you, mm. then you start having some. <laughs> Nice, nice analysis. I like that. I mean, geez, we are listening quite closely. I mean, let's wrap it up because we, we have unfortunately run out of time. We see your your last comments on this particular com- uh, conversation. Well, for me, it's been quite interesting to be a part of this discussion and the insights that have come from the listeners as well. I highly appreciate because it shows the diversity in us mm. thinking about uh, dependency and codependency mm. and particularly the last note becomes mm. very important because again people are diverse in their nature mm. so you might really be just financially dependent but in terms of you know your intellect your social impact all of that those are some of the things in which people become diverse mm. what is really important for us to take away from this is the sense of coming to create a sense of openness in relationships coming to also um, understand the function and the purposes of our relationships when we enter into them. And the sense of being able to really start to critically understand some of the expectations in terms of, again, when we speak about a patriarchal uh, bargain, when we speak about the transactional nature of our relationships, what for us as, as two people is good and what for us as two people starts to become problematic. So let's create a, a um, an environment where we communicate openly, even with our friendships, even with our colleagues, so that we all have the understanding of where we're coming from and we're all transparent to avoid the assumptions which then lead to some of the toxic behaviors mm-hmm. that extend from that. Last comment from you, Sipo, you've got to be 30, 30 seconds. Uh, people should start uh, establishing boundaries for mm-hmm. themselves. You know, people should start working on their self-esteem. People should start communicating about their issues, whether good or bad. You know, communication is key in a relationship. And people must consider counseling. Counseling is very important in a relationship. Sipombele is author of the book called Take It From Me. We see Lem Klina is a counseling psychologist. Thanks you both. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Thanks for having us.